The following is a presentation of the Noise Space Network. Find more great podcasts at noisespace.xyz. We begin in Southern California three decades ago. Two wet souls were brought to this earth, separated by just a scant few miles and unbeknownst to each other. The fates kept them separate as they grew from brass whelps into homosexual young women with hard opinions about cheaply made processed foods. One of them, a black-clad warrior, fighting for metals heavy and corn syrups high fructose. The other, a living embodiment of no-calorie soda, literally begging the gods to strike her down where she stands, or at least strike her with a cease and desist order. Now the world has united these two to clash over their cheap foodstuffs, and we meet them here, the battlefield where they are destined for eternal combat. Ladies and ghouls, it is my pleasure to welcome you to Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. Hey, Coke. Hey, Lilith. How are you doing? I am, I'm doing uh, like Duncan Hills coffee. Blacker than the blackest black times yeah. infinity. <laughs> Folks, it is the pitch black episode. That's more for the applause and the laughter. It's a big deal is all I'm saying. It is. It is. It is. We have been, I mean, Pitch Black, Pitch Black's a big deal. Yeah. In the House of Snacks. We've talked about it a, a lot. major deal. And the gods heard us, I think, and <laughs> gift wrapped a little present to the House of Snacks. Because Truly. not only do we have the return of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. That's right. We also have a wrestling match by our favorite guy. If you've been here since the Big Batch Minute. The Big Batch Minute. The Big Batch, the Big Match Minute. Bray Wyatt's back with another weird wrestling match. And this one is themed around Mountain Dew Pitch Black. (laughs) And in, what was it, 2000? The film? You're yeah, saying? in in the year of our Lord two thousand, just twenty three years ago, in a in a happy accident, uh, Vin Diesel made a film called Pitch Black. Another of our favorite guys. Another of our favorite guys. So we're doing a Pitch Black episode. Yeah, it's a Pitch Black special. Three review, one snack, three reviews. Yeah, one snack, three reviews. Uh, but it's all so important. So do you want to talk about how we're doing or do you want to just get right into talking about some pitch blacks? I mean, we do. We got three reviews and I think, you know, what do we usually talk about during a chit chat? There is movies, sometimes wrestling. So like, why why not just get right the fuck into it? Yeah. 
Right. Uh, and here uh, the little intro for the for the film, which we will be discussing first. Ready? Here we go. Sorry. Here we go. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. That's the best voice I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I've been working you on it. You smoke a lot? Because that's I, I get that in the morning. That was my Iron Giant voice. You can do that. Oh. What happened to All Valentino? Right, so this guy found this kid that had drugs on him. And so he took him into the garbage room and had all the bouncers watch oh, as God. he literally starts spanking this Oh, kid. my God. <laughs> And then pulls out his wallet and then calls his mother. Vin Diesel, pitch black and pitch black. And it's have it oh, kind of an unconventional intro there. That was complete. Was that was that Vin Diesel on like? That was Vin Diesel on The Daily Show promoting Pitch Black when it came out. Wow. Pitch Black okay. and Boiler Room. Boiler Room. I don't know why John Stewart said Pitch Black and Pitch Black at the end. Kind of weird. That was completely unedited. That's how the review. That's how the whole interview went. Okay. Okay. And. Vin Diesel's told a story about His some guy Valentino spanked. spanking a kid with drugs to teach him a lesson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And was also, there was that awkward moment where uh, John Stewart didn't recognize the Iron Giant voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, because John Stewart doesn't have a beating heart. I can't make that joke anymore because he did that one episode where he was cool about trans things. Um, <laughs> but he's still a I union mean, buster. Can, so. I mean, yeah. You can be cool about trans things and shitty about other things. Yeah. That's true. It's the old Chris Jericho special. Yeah. Right. So here's, I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the film Pitch Black for today. However, since about, I would say, 2002, 2003, uh, which that would have been around when the Chronicles of Riddick came out, which is when I heard about Pitch Black. Sure. I don't think it has. there has been a period of more than like a year and a half that I've gone without watching Pitch Black. It's always in the rotation. I know it's been at least two times in the last 365 days, or maybe maybe closer to a year and a half, because I know at least uh, my friend Ellie and my girlfriend Margot, I have both showed them Pitch Black recently. It's an incredible movie, and it's one it's of my favorites. It's a fantastic film. Of one of my favorite guys' filmography. A phenomenal piece of cinema. Do we want to give like a little plot synopsis or uh you know it's it's pretty simple this uh trans the spaceship uh-huh. is transporting the dangerous criminal richard b riddick but there's also civilians on the ship yep for some reason um and they crash land on a planet where there's three suns and it's crazy hot but you want them to stay up because guess what when they go out monsters come uh-huh. out and riddick can see in the dark but no one else can but the monsters as well be yeah and Riddick's, Riddick says that he got the eyes from a guy, a surgeon in a prison, which is either a lie or retconned. I don't know. I think it was retconned into being a lie in the future yeah. movies. Yeah. But it's weird because the in the game, it is presented as fact. But the details don't quite line up. So maybe so 
that's the lie element. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says that he traded somebody uh, a pack of menthol cools when in fact it was a weird like voodoo surgeon who was in like the bowels of this uh, yeah. prison. And I say the bowels when like this was like the second bowels of a prison that has like eight levels of bowels. Um, <laughs> it's just bowels all the way down. Yeah. Oops, all bowels. <laughs> Chronicles of Red Escape from Butcher Bay, also an excellent piece of Vin Diesel media. True. Hi, Batlord. Yeah, hi, Batlord. Uh, Batlord uh, really wants to play the Chronicles of Red Escape from Butcher Bay. It's got good taste. You can't work my Steam Deck. <laughs> We've tried. <laughs> you only can do the, the thumbsticks. You can't reach the triggers. It's important to the, you, I know, you've been able to play Vampire Survivors because you only need one thumbstick to play that. I know. You can't play Chronicles of Riddick. He's really mad about not being able to play Chronicles of Riddick Escape from yeah. Butcher Bay. He just doesn't understand that. We gotta get him, uh, like, an accessibility controller so that he I, can do we that. We do. We do. I'd really like to do that for my, for my little guy. But anyway, let's talk about, let's talk about Pitch Black. Pitch Black. The year is 2000. About... Vin Diesel is an exciting young actor from yep. Saving Private Ryan. Uh-huh. And Boiler Room, frankly. Small, and Boiler small, Room. Small part, but good performance. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, he's he is the sort of anti-hero lead mm-hmm. of a, a science fic- fiction, kind of a, it was a smaller budget film yeah. at the time, I, right? I would say so. You've got Claudia Black from Farscape. Yes. I think she's tremendous, but, you know, Farscape kind of right. gives you a clue of the caliber of production we're working with. Uh, we got we got Cole Hauser, who has been in a few things. You know, I know that name, but I don't think I know him from anything outside of the world of Riddick. Um, I don't um, that I can call to mind, at least. I remember. Oh, yes. He is. I, I actually, we discussed this after I watched Too Fast, Too Furious. All right. He is the fucking drug lord bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious, which is oddly a non-Vin Diesel Fast and Furious, like the the, the one that completely does not have Vin in it. Yeah. Has has a has a I would say pretty good Cole Hauser villain performance. I would say that too. I he's what's what I don't dislike it. I th- I like his performance as Johns in this film. But what's uh-huh. what's he doing with his voice there in this movie? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's got kind of a now Riddick. I'm going. If I let you, out. I'm doing too much of a drawl because he doesn't yeah, because actually it's have like... that much of a drawl, but it's like dragging. It's like kind of a draw, but also like kind of like South African or Australian almost. Yes. Yep. It's yep. a very odd voice. Um now we have been dancing around who I think was, even at the time, the biggest name in pitch black. And who's that? Keith David. Keith David, that's true. Fucking Keith David, who was excellent both in Pitch Black and has been an excellent in a number of films. Uh, you he, may... When's he not excellent when he shows up, you know? Um, I mean, he, I'm, I'm actually looking at his Wikipedia page and he was probably the least worst things about Crash and Cloud Atlas. Yep, <laughs> I'm like looking at the same paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I still, I mean, you know, those movies are both terrible. I haven't seen yeah. Crash, but the scene I have seen was terrible. And I, yeah. I yeah. understand the whole movie is like that. Uh-huh. Uh, Requiem for a Dream, also a movie that I despise. But uh, again, I think Keith, Dav- Keith David is good in all three of those. Probably. Keith David's fucking great. You know, uh, uh, I think a bright spot in late community. I would agree. Yeah. A, and a rare actor that my mom and I both love. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Has had a number of great uh, voice roles. It just kind of, he he had a, a, a role in the first Saints Row and then played himself in the later Saints Row series. Well, kind of a similar thing to Community where he played a, yes. an unnamed narrator for a documentary, presumably That's himself. Right. Or just an unnamed voice actor in the world and then later a different character on the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But anyway... Also, he was Dog L in the DC League of Supermen. Okay, we are we are doing that thing that we do that is not <laughs> sure, fun sure, for sure, anybody sure, but sure, the two sure. of us. Pitch <laughs> Black. <laughs> pitch Black. Okay, I want to talk about a few moments of Pitch Black that um, that 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 I love. Um, the one that I always that I think is just one of the. It is. It is. It's the. It's the moment that I point to when I say the the thing that I often say, which is that Vin Diesel could nail any role that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has uh, taken. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson could not do all of like like pretty much any of Vin's filmography. Um, the scene in Pitch Black where um, like the, the you know, the, the, the there's the the civilians who are back at the crashed ship while everybody's kind of scouting out and looking for Riddick and uh, Jack like scares the uh, the kind of prissy Frenchman who collects liquor and shit. And that or I don't know if it's Jack, but anyway. The the, the 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 liquor collecting gentleman says something along the lines. The of guy him, oh. who f- would fit right in in a cube movie. I, I know exactly. That's like a weird oh my thing, god! But like he I, is such a cube time, character. I was he like, is this guy's. <laughs> if he, he hadn't crashed here, character. he would have wound up in a cube for sure. Oh my god! I wouldn't be surprised if the reason why he's so skittish is because he did escape a cube yeah. at some point. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's like, oh, you know, he could he could be sneaking up on on any of us at any time, and then like. He moves out of frame, camera zooms in, and Riddick is just kicking it on a chair, drinking this guy's that. liquor. It's uh, that it's actually right after um, the other survivor from the crash gets killed. That happened because that's I had that right. too. That's like, right. They're yeah. Trying to, they're like they're talking about sneaking. They're like, yeah, it could have been anyone. And then it's just the perfect the the zoom itself is very funny, and he's just fucking chilling. It's he's so good. Just chilling, and that's you know you know. The Rock would have done some kind of like like eyebrow waggle, like ah, ha ha, I got him. Vin plays it so cool. Yeah, he's yeah, just 100%. so perfect. There's understated, like y'all. I'm just, I'm just kicking it. I, I'm literally just vibing while you're. I'm all literally out. just vibing. Yeah, everybody else is freaking out. I'm just, I'm just chilling. Um, and that's the thing that I love about Riddick. Like a lot of people say like, oh, Vin plays the same character in every movie. It's completely false. It's so false. For example, Riddick hates God, which is very yes. cool. Dom- yes. Dominic Toretto. Oh, it's got that little cross on his thing. Do- and, and Dominic Toretto has a just fundamentally different life philosophy. Agreed completely. To Riddick. 
And it comes across in the performance. Agreed. Uh, Completely. It is, it is, it is a very like, like, and I'm not going to say, you know, oh, Vin should have gotten an Oscar at any point. I don't know that there's a strong uh, argument to be made there because he doesn't make Oscar-y kind of movies. But for what he does, the thing that he does, which is this like action leading man, he's the fucking bomb at it he's the best he's so good yes 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 and i think the 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 three the three what i would call like the 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 canonical trinity of vin performances which would be richard b riddick Uh dominic toretto and xander Uh cage and three very different people exactly it's like when people say they can't tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke. It's like, well, yes. you're, you're just lying or you're you have lying. a shitty palate. You're lying. You're lying. It's one of those two. Same thing with action movie characters. Yeah. Xander Cage is this like fun loving, never say die kind of, you know, he, but he doesn't have particular loyalties to a whole lot of people, you know, like the, the I lo- always love the line um, when they're, when they're getting uh what you know the the sniper is shooting at them in the first triple x movie and he sees the rocket launcher on the ground and he says you gotta stop thinking about like prog police and start thinking playstation and then he grabs the fucking heat seeker and just blasts the guy because he's got a lit cigarette in his mouth can i make a confession to you yes i have not seen the first triple h triple h triple x triple x you should see wrestling on the brains i i've seen the return of xander cage which i loved but yeah, I have not seen the first one. You should. Re- you should really. You, you probably really probably want to see the that. second one too, even though Vin's not in it. Uh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It, well, because the 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 second the second one makes the third one pay off so much better. Yeah. Um, but and it's also it's it's much better than what what people say it is. But um, Triple X is this. You know, he's like this fun anarchist punk guy. He does a lot of yeah. like extreme sports and shit. Dominic Toretto is a grounded family man with like anger issues but with a lot of love in his heart yeah that is really he just wants like, to kick back with a corona and uh-huh. letty but he cannot because the, because the world is too fast too the world furious. the world keeps pulling him back in because of the life that he led earlier he's reaping what he's sown for so long yeah and that you know it is it is kind of a tortured character richard b riddick is this just nihilist who kind of just wants to be left alone and then also just wants to do sick kills. Yeah. And Which rules. It does rule. It does rule. Could not be more different characters. I agree completely. completely. different people. There's a um, whole rainbow of, of, yeah. of performance within uh-huh. those three. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't pick a favorite if you put a gun to my head. Um, would be Riddick. And I say that it, it's it, it's close because I do uh-huh. love all of them, but I, I mine would be Riddick for sure. It would it, it it it's it goes back and forth between Riddick and Dominic Toretto, and yeah. then Triple X is is like a a close third. Like 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 it is it is neck and neck between Dom Toretto and and Riddick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Even Riddick, uh, kind of a creep in this one more so. Yeah, than well, I mean, 
no, Riddick is also a creep in the third one. That's true. You're right. You're right. Riddick talks about how he wants to fuck the the cool dyke on the squad and is super creepy about it. Yeah, Um, I did forget about that. Because David Twohey's like flexing his muscles of like, I got an R rating again. There's tits (laughs) and Riddick's a creep. Yeah. He steals steals the, the... Fry, I guess is her name, the the pilot. She see, he steals yeah. a bit of her hair and sniffs it in the Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which is kind of, it's so creepy, but it's yeah. also I kind of like that Riddick has that edge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a he's character, not... I, I like that I can't fully root for him because he's you know he yep. might steal some hair or uh, out Just... a young trans man. <laughs> uh, out a young trans man. Well, I don't know if he. Yeah, John. Jack wouldn't really qualify as trans. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Kira is, I you know how how she identified at the time of her untimely death spoilers for the the chronicles of riddick um but uh uh, yeah anyway still still rude to have outed her as someone who was yes quote unquote pretending to be a boy pretending to be a boy yeah 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 yeah. i mean that did so for as somebody who is trying to survive a you know invasion of aliens Mm-hmm. There was an understand- uh, understandable reason. Um, yeah. But could have been handled in a better way, but hardly Riddick's worst sin in the movie. So, uh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but, folks, if you haven't seen Pitch Black, if you haven't seen all three Riddick movies, run, do don't walk. Yeah. Like, it is incredible and check uh, out dark fury as well which i watched for the first time recently which i haven't the seen it cartoon is it good it's, uh, it's pretty good yeah 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 a lot i mean of fun. some of the like 3d animation is uh yeah shockingly bad yeah, but yeah, when they're yeah. what they're doing the traditional 2d stuff it looks cool and it's i it's imagine it would be and 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 i i mean it goes without saying like vin diesel is so the kind especially when it comes to riddick Mm-hmm. Which is it, it like because 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 Riddick is Vin's like thing. Vin yeah. loves Riddick, yeah. and if you go into like a video game or an animated thing, thinking like, oh, they're gonna do like the you know how Eddie Murphy uh, only does Donkey for the movies, and yeah. if they're doing a Burger King commercial or a video game or anything like that, it's. It's I can't remember the name of the guy, but there's there's a there's a guy who does an Eddie Murphy voice for a all of that. Dedicated non Eddie Murphy donkey. Yeah, a dedicated non Eddie Murphy donkey. You could be doing a fucking YouTube sketch where Riddick shows up in eight seconds of frame, and and Vin would probably pick up the phone to be like, "You need Riddick? I'm yeah. in." <laughs> um, <laughs> He's like Anthony Daniels in that way. Yeah, always yeah. Does C-3PO. He does, he does, he does the fucking, not only the voice, he does like 3D scans and the mocap for the video yeah. games. Lost like, Dune, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the infamous story of, um, you know, that's how they got him to show up in the last eight seconds of Tokyo Drift is he was like, okay, uh, let me make more Riddick movies. <laughs> Another reason to love Tokyo Drift, is that and, and, and I'll show up in a little bit of of Tokyo Drift. Fine, <laughs> um, that's very funny, right? Right? 
Like it's also funny that that at, at one point that was the attitude he had about Fast and the Furious, which yeah. is kind of unfathomable now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now, now you know, I, I I think it's because he got so close to Paul Walker. And that became kind of his thing is like, especially after Paul's unfortunate uh, 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 passing, he was like, yeah, this is is the way that I continue my relationship with my friend. Um, You know, kind of continue to pay tribute. All right. So Pitch Black is a wood buy, wood eat. Yeah, like, same for me. It's a wood <laughs> buy and a wood <laughs> eat. It's fantastic. <laughs> Something I do want to talk about. Yes. There's when he shave with yes. uh, there's a fun little with moment the where weird goop. Yeah, he had been like let out of his chains, but like one of the conditions was he couldn't have a weapon. Yep. And then he's shaving his head with this big knife that he has acquired. And uh someone gives him some guff about it and he says uh-huh. it's just a personal grooming uh uh utensil or whatever. Yeah. Probably doesn't say utensil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but what is that goop that he shaved with? I I think my my guess is some kind of like machine lubricant. That's exactly my guess too. Some kind of some yeah. kind of oil from the machine. Uh-huh. From the uh-huh. ship. Yeah, either uh, the you... ship or because it was like a uh, um, uh, like research facility that they and they were like drilling down into the earth, which is how they found the, oh, the, right. the aliens. So like there's probably like some lubricants for like the drills and shit. That or he maybe probably it's just straight up space oil. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. It lo- it's like dark brown goo. It uh-huh. looks really gross. <laughs> it looks disgusting. It looks so gross. And he just goops it all over his head to shave. Goops it all over his head to 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 shave his head, which it, it's an excellent film. Please watch it. Also, at one point, I do want to mention that he accuses Johns of a word called trickeration, which I thought was very funny. He didn't say trick. He says, if I were to sense a degree of trickeration. I, uh, nobody's out there writing dialogue like that, and nobody's saying it like Vin Diesel yeah, can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, God, I can't wait for Riddick 4. Same. Furia. Same. Furia. Furia. We're going to learn more about Furia. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we're not, not going to move on from uh, uh, Pitch hey, Black for a while. this is part of the while. Pitch Black review. Um, have you watched the extended cut of Chronicles of Riddick? Yes, but not since I was a teenager. Okay, but do you remember what's in the extended cut of the Chronicles of Riddick? Because it's it's bonkers. It's some it's like it goes more into like Riddick's origins stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's like a weird like elf woman who appears to him in dreams. Yes, I am remembering like, this now. What like when like so when when they put him in sleep to go like to like transport him, he has a vision of a Furian woman like telling him all of the you know telling him shit about his past, and then. On uh, Crematoria, when he's being surrounded by the Necromongers, and then he does like the God, big like I love Riddick. All of these words, I just I want to say that I love all of the Riddick words I know, that exist. I know, I know. Um, and he does like the big fucking like Riddick blast to get rid of him. That's because like he gets knocked out, and the 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 like Furia Furian woman like talks to him again and like gives him like a like like you're a fury and here's your special fucking powers and then he does like a big blast which 
in the the theatrical cut of the movie makes no fucking sense why why <laughs> yeah. he does a big blast and yeah, then he does do a big blast and then and then also the Furian Necromonger like reveals that he like because that now he has like a glowing blue handprint on his chest, yep. and the Furian Necromonger like also has that, and that's how they like flag each other as Furians. It is both baffling and also makes the most sense in the world that the studio was like, this is kind of stupid. We have to cut it. But also yeah. like it does make a lot of stuff not make sense. It rules so hard that pitch black is this like sparse. Uh -huh. It's just the desert and two sets. Yes. And then the sequels are like, Jupiter ascending level yes. of insane sci-fi yes. bullshit in world yes. building. <laughs> yes. And and I love well, part of the reason why I love the Riddick movies is like we have this completely original, completely out there, like aesthetically so unlike anything that's else that's going on in sci-fi franchise that is just mostly flying under the radar for people because people think it's a stupid Vin Diesel action movie because they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad I had a chance to talk about Riddick at length with you, my <laughs> best course. friend, who like gets <laughs> what what's so fucking great about Riddick. Riddick fucking rules. Riddick fucking rules. The Riddick movies fucking rule. I'm glad, I know Batista has said that he never wants to be in a Fast and Furious movie. I'm glad that we got to have a Vin Batista, like, uh, uh, you know, they, sh they shared some screen time in the third Riddick movie. Yeah. Because, absolutely. Um, and, and the third Riddick, like, you know, I, I think, I, I, I get where Batista's coming from and that he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't, I think, I think when he said that, I think it's more, I don't want to just be uh, Dwayne and John the third, you yeah. know, which is fair. It is completely fair. I think he's also like pretty big, pretty burned on like big budget yeah. action movies. Thanks uh -huh. to, to it seems like he uh, does not love being known as Drax so much these days. Yeah, yeah, Drax, and also I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Love the way uh, uh, Spectre turned out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I th and I also like we we've talked off pod, but yeah. online about uh, I I didn't like Glass Onion so much. You did, yeah. But I do think Batista is my favorite performance in it. I, Batista I, and is I think excellent. In Glass I think Onion. he's really wants to do kind of more yeah. smaller movies like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think he's great in them and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, bless him for wanting to stay away from the Fast franchise. You know, like he can do that and then Helen Mirren can openly talk about how she wants to be in the <laughs> yeah. Fast and Furious franchise and then get a great role in the Fast and Furious franchise. The yeah. Fast and Furious franchise doesn't need Batista. And that's not to say that Batista isn't an excellent actor. I think he's a diamond in the rough. I think when, when, um, when Ryan Johnson said in the Glass Onion press tour that like pa uh, like a Paul Thomas Anderson is going to make something with Batista and it's going to blow everybody away, I think he's right on the money. I believe um, that. I believe that completely. And yeah. even in the action movies, like I, I have mixed feelings about Spectre. There are parts of it that I like, parts yeah. of it that I really don't. But Batista again, best Excellent performance in, in a movie. I don't really like. He's so Excellent good. in it. Um, I wish he was a bigger part of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. 
Though he did get a weird like short in front of uh, Blade Runner twenty forty, uh, like a weird short that was like uh, 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 featured as like a teaser thing for mm-hmm. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And then also that movie, that movie and that performance is apparently why M Night Shyamalan wanted to work with him, which I am very excited about. Oh yeah, that's right. That movie does look interesting. I I I am yeah. Knock okay. at the cabin for the folks at home who don't know what uh-huh. we're talking about. Knock at the cabin. Yep, uh, yep, yep. We should move on to the match. We should move on to the match. I think right. we're gonna have a lot less to say about it. So this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, though, who knows? Who fucking who knows? knows? Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Ready? Yes. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black Match! No disqualifications, no count-outs, anything goes! I didn't really know how to do the description because how yeah. do you describe the Mountain Dew Pitch Black the Match? Mountain so. Dew Pitch Black, which is a thing that nobody knew it was going to be until about, uh, what, 14 hours before we're recording this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's so funny. And I don't know that I can still fully describe what it was. Uh, I mean, it's just a no DQ match, right? Yes, <laughs> but... But you're right. There's there's elements there. There's a there's there's visual, which I love that, yes, sure, it was just a no DQ match, but we can, like, sit here and be like, no, like, outside of the rules of a pitch black match, yeah. there were completely distinct things. So let's that, back you're up. You're right. Our favorite guy, Bray Wyatt, uh, was unceremoniously- Some may know him as. The Fiend, yeah, The Fiend Bray Wyatt, uh, which if you would like to learn more about The Fiend Bray Wyatt, there are 24, I think, episodes of a podcast that we made called The Big Match Minute, where we talk about him a lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, he he was unceremoniously fired by the WWE. He didn't really do anything in wrestling. He seemed to be kind of uh, uh, living his life, maybe like tried to make a movie, but that definitely didn't materialize anywhere. And then came back to the WWE sometime last fall. Um, and there has been, um, you know, there's a whole been a whole thing where like all of his old characters like uh, the, the Ramblin' Rabbit and Mercy the Buzzard, uh, Abby the Witch, Huskis the Pig have all been kind of showing up. And there's been a new guy, Uncle Howdy, who's kind of looks like goth Colonel Sanders. I would agree with that. I would agree with that description. But with a mask that's more stylized like the Burger King King. I would agree with that as well. That That is what Uncle Howdy looks like. And that's wild. <laughs> but it's like the mask is like somewhere between the Burger King King and the the like, it's got the weird like, like it's not weird, the like kind of false aged effect. Uh-huh. Where it almost it's it's like what if the what if it was the Burger King King mask, but uh-huh. it had the DNA of the of Jim Carrey's the mask. Oh, you know what else it looks like, and we're I, I think I might even like cut this out, but remember the mask that um the that uh, I think it was what's the character's name, uh, but anyway, the waffle party it, at the end of Severance. Remember when oh, he yeah. puts on the like yeah, yeah, plaster yeah, yeah. cure mask. Spoilers for, I mean, that's not a spoiler, but it, it it's, it, it's just, hey, if you're watching Severance and you don't know what the Waffle Party is, guess what? You still don't, and it's wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's not going to make any more sense now, but it does <laughs> yeah. kind of have vibes like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
That's Uncle Howdy. It is unclear, I would say, still, if Uncle Howdy is on Bray Wyatt's side or not. Kind of an ambiguous figure, Uncle Howdy. Now, Bray Wyatt comes back. Uh, we got all of this this stuff, and a man named L.A. Knight picks a fight with him. Now, yeah. I don't watch weekly wrestling television, and last night I was watching the entire uh, I was watching the Royal Rumble pay per view with my girlfriend. Um, which, by the way, I attempted to pay for it with Peacock, and the streaming buffering was so bad that I had to go pi- uh, watch it on pirate sites, despite the fact that I paid five dollars for it. So what the fuck? WWE and NBC Universal, you fucking dumb shits. You yeah. can't run a goddamn streaming site better than Daily Motion. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. It's pretty fucking pathetic. Peacock's even when a I damn mess. Even when I tried to watch it uh it like on a uh like as a replay today because I I didn't watch the main event last night. It was unfucking non-functional completely. So Ugh. Fuck you, Peacock. I honestly want my money back. Anyway. Yeah, that's bullshit. My girlfriend asks me, so what's LA Knight's deal? And all I've been able to divine from all the YouTube clips I've watched of this, uh, the like video package, everything like that, is that he's a guy who wrestles. Yep, <laughs> he's a guy who wrestles. He was on The Hero, The Rock's reality show. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah. that's more information than I had. I mean, I just pulled that from his Wikipedia right now, but yeah, I guess he was on The Hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems to just be a guy who wrestles, and that's all I think that was really needed because, honestly, the pitch black match just needed a fucking body for Bray Wyatt to kind of rough around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't get much in in this. Man. It was kind of, yeah. It was kind of a, a as they as uh, they say in the biz, a squash. <laughs> it was it was absolutely a squash. Yeah. But the nature of the squash, yeah, was very interesting. I would agree with that. So, um, do you mind if I just keep describing? Like, go for the, it. I okay. So, L.A. Knight makes his entrance, and then what? A thing that I always think is so funny, especially for the people who are at the event live, LA Knight makes his entrance and then they play like a three or four minute long promo video, yeah. uh, which you know LA Knight is just like pacing back and forth in the <laughs> ring while that plays on the Jumbotron. Doing like bouncing a little, doing the thing where he shakes his yeah. neck back and forth. Uh-huh, <laughs> and uh-huh. doing stuff. that for three or four minutes while yeah. the audience watches a, here's the story so far. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then it comes back and his music is playing again. Um, And he's just like, well, I'm glad everybody enjoyed the video package. Yeah. Um, I'm still here. Hello. Yeah. Um, And then Bray makes his cool entrance. He's coming out of a door these days. It looked extremely fucking cool. I got to say. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bunch of fog. He comes out of a door. He's got a lantern still. And it's um, like a scary door because the lights yes. go out. And then there's like bright bluish light shining out of the door. It uh-huh. looks so fucking cool in the fog. Yeah. My lovely wife, Casey, happened to be sitting in the room with me when I was watching this. And, and she even commented on how cool it looked. It's excellent. It's excellent. So Bray comes out. When the regular lights are on, because he's just got like a white spotlight on him, he's just got like his like kind of a eye black thing going on, like just just like like and and that's that's about it. Yeah. 
Then he gets to the ring and the pitch black match commences. And we learn what a pitch black match means. The conventional lights cut. Black light, like very powerful black lights, just flood the stadium. And a Mountain Dew pitch black logo is projected into the center of the ring. It's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. It is not just that. Yes. <laughs> the ring ropes are are like conventional Mountain Dew color glowing. Yep. As is LA Knight's his tights and yes. all of his gear are like conventional Mountain Dew color. Uh-huh. So like Bray Wyatt is like the pitch black element and then the the, the staging and LA Knight himself are sort of representatives of Mountain Dew, the brand being dominated by this new extreme pitch black fa- flavor. Uh-huh. And it just looks so fucking cool. It looks so fucking cool. And then when the UV lights hit Bray Wyatt, we see this. He's had this like invisible UV sensitive paint all over his face and head that now shows like this cool skull design on his face. And on the left side of his head, he has the Roman numeral for six, which is a number which is a number that has been teased as like the Wyatt six is going to be, it seems to be like it might be his new stable or something, which if you count actually, uh, Huskis, uh, Ramblin' Rabbit, uh, Abby, the witch, uh, mercy, the buzzard, uncle, howdy, Bray Wyatt. That's six. I think that's what we're going for. That's the Wyatt six. And so, yeah, he's got a six on the side of his head. And and then, you know, they just, you know, they they beat the fuck out of each other. Then they do an announce table spot. Yeah, let's talk about this announce table spot. <laughs> <laughs> because the announce, you know, when the announce table gets broken in a professional wrestling ring, you know, uh, papers and stuff go flying or whatever. Yeah. But... Michael Cole must have been stuffing, um, like, fluorescent packing peanuts under Yeah, the they're table. like fluorescent packing peanuts or confetti <laughs> or something. Something. But, like, they, they even, they, like, they tease it before the table spot where, like, Bray yeah. comes in and he knocks them, he knocks, like, cups of them off the table. Yes. And they explode in these Mountain Dew-colored fluorescent uh-huh. bright glowing explosions Uh it's very cool looking yeah like (laughs) the thing that i thought was so funny was like that happens and i'm like what the hell is that and then the announcers who had cups of the stuff sitting on their desk say what the hell is that and it's like it was it was your shit what do you mean Uh uh-huh uh-huh fucking fucking michael cole has been apparently sipping this shit (laughs) (laughs) And now has no idea what it is. Yeah. It explodes. They they do the announce table spot. It explodes out of the announce table like there was just bags of the stuff inside the announce table. God, it looks cool. It's so cool. It's it so was cool. So much fun. <laughs> and then L.A. Knight pulls out a kendo stick. Yeah, that is itself glowing. And he, I don't know if you know, he hits Bray Wyatt with it. And it seems like the glow was like some kind of paint because it leaves glowing marks on Bray Wyatt. It looks rad as hell. It looks rad as hell. And then, like we said, it's a pretty short match. 
Well, yeah, then did I look away and miss the spot with the toolbox? Because he gets off a toolbox, he gets out a toolbox, and then almost immediately afterwards, the match is finished without it having come into play. I didn't really, yeah, it, it, I must have missed it too, or maybe just nothing ended up happening with it. Weird Chekhov's toolbox situation. <laughs> but we, he, he hits Sister Abigail, mm-hmm. and the match is over. Yeah, but then... But then... Like, as the match is concluded, first of all, the lighting situation doesn't change. No. But Bray goes off. That's not quite over. (laughs) Bray goes off into the corner. Mm -hmm. And he just seems to be, like, resting his face against the corner for a minute. Yeah. And then he comes back, and he's got new... Uh, uh, like, is it a mask or was it new face paint? I couldn't tell. Yeah, I thought it was a mask, but it could have been new pa- face paint. It was. It, if it, he it, if it was he was just looking. applying new face paint, that's incredibly impressive. But I think yeah. it was a mask. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but he's now got like a glowing red skull on his face. Yeah. Holy fuck! It ruled. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're probably. I, I wonder if if there's any. I mean. They, I don't know why they would be listening to us because people know who we are, but like the 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 fiend haters out there, yeah, probably hate that he's doing another silly monster gimmick. But fuck I off. I tell you, yeah, exactly. Fuck Die, off. It eat is shit. So what much are you doing? Fun. Uh, I do not understand why why it seems to be only you and I and some other yeah. weirdos on the internet who are into the monster gimmicks. But god damn it, it is so much fun. It's- so cool to have a fucking weird wizard in the WWE. Yes. Um, yes. And that was like when Bray got fired, everybody was like, oh, maybe AEW or, oh, you know, you know, and, and I was like, they wouldn't even let Matt Hardy be a wizard in AEW. So yeah. fuck that entirely. They have a no wizard rule yeah. in AEW. This is why we need Lucha Underground. This is why I'm sad oh still that doesn't exist yes, anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, they would have let him be a wizard in Impact, but Impact can't pay Bray Wyatt bills, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bray Wyatt commands a pretty penny because mm. he's popular. Like, he might not be popular with the, uh, you know, the, the the smarks on the internet, but dude moves t-shirts. Yeah, you're right. The, the WWE is kind of the only place he can go. Yeah, yeah, he it is it, it really is the only place that he can go, so I'm glad he's back. That does tie um, into a moment I want to talk about that comes yes. right about here in the match though. So he comes out in the mask and he's and LA Knight is like backing away, running away at first and he's kind of he's walking but chasing him down the side. And then LA Knight gets the kendo stick again and starts hitting with the kendo stick and Bray just kind of no sells the kendo sticks and uh-huh. keeps walking. Uh-huh. And during that moment, I had the thought like, oh, I kind of wish his movie had taken off because yeah. that in that moment, I'm like, I, I've been watching a lot of the rewatching a lot of the Friday the 13th right now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, he would be so good as like a Jason style slash. Right. He's right. so scary. So imposing. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and when when the sticks aren't just aren't doing anything. Ah, it, 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 I loved it. It was so cool. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. And so that. For, non, for for snack heads who don't watch wrestling, no sells when you you don't react to the thing uh, hitting you. you yeah, yeah, as yeah, though it didn't hurt. Uh huh. And um, so he then just kind of chases him onto a stage, which weirdly has like a sticker of the like deadhead moth the, or the the death's head moth yeah. that he's been using on it, and then. Uncle Howdy was building this during the match. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Howdy up. was building this. Um, and then 
Bray like stands back as LA Knight is like on the stage and Uncle Howdy appears out of nowhere with the other four characters and Uncle Howdy does a big like jump, you know, like like splash spot puts LA Knight through the stage. I will say as a slight criticism, I wonder if that spot didn't look so good <laughs> in person <laughs> because the way they shoot it, like, you know, that LA Knight is there and you yes. see where Uncle Howdy's jumping, but you really, you don't see them connect at all. Like you, you. It, it, yeah. And, and when I was watching like the daily motion stream, like it was just kind of a sea of blue for yeah. a lot of it and you couldn't really understand what was going on. So, yeah. But what happens after that? Because I thought it was very cool what happens after that. Fire shoots out of the fucking stage. Hellfire and brimstone comes out of the stage. And then what comes out of the Uncle Howdy hole? What comes? What does come? Uh, oh, you did you not me. see this part? I might have missed it. Oh, at the very end, like an assortment of other Firefly Funhouse characters pop out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. The 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 other four of what I am believing to be the Wyatt Six are in Uncle Heidi, uh, Uncle Howdy's little hole. Well, yeah, <laughs> we 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 love to see Uncle Howdy's little hole, don't we? Oh my God, we love we love it. We love it, and um. With that in mind, have you heard who everybody thinks is playing Uncle Howdy? Uh, no. Bo Dallas. Oh, interesting. Bray Wyatt's in real life brother. That would be fun. That would be extremely fun. Um, and there, there has been a lot of uh, just kind of like, oh, hey, Bo Dallas is in the city that they're shooting Raw this week. Interesting. I wonder <laughs> why Uncle Howdy showed up. I wonder why. Like, that's why everybody's saying it's Bo Dallas. Pretty clearly Bo Dallas, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he hasn't taken off the mask. But um, I love, I love, because, like, I always liked Bo Dallas, but, like, uh, you know, he never got, like, a great chance to shine in the no. WWE. Um, and I would be thrilled to hear that not only is he back, but he's involved with his brother's incredibly cool shenanigans. There was a uh, like five minutes where uh, where he, he he seemed to be be getting over pretty well, and then it just yeah. kind of fizzled out. Yeah, yeah. During the uh, Bo Leave era. Yeah, the Bo Leave. Oh, I loved the Bo Leave. Uh, B team kind of got over, and then yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, real quick before we move on to the main event, this is a match that you didn't watch, but immediately after the Pitch Black match was the title match between. Bianca Belair defending her championship against Alexa Bliss. And they are, if you remember when when Bray Wyatt left, it was a whole thing where Alexa Bliss was kind of being Bray Wyattified. Well, Fiend Jr. They are fucking teasing that she is, she is like under his spell again. Uncle Howdy's been like showing up for Alexa Bliss. I don't want to spoil that because you should honestly go, go watch yeah, that yeah, when you I'll watch the rest out. of the, the pay-per-view. But uh, they're paying off that shit more again. And it's great. It's fun. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black match at the Royal Rumble is a wouldn't buy, would eat, fuck you, Peacock. I want my $5 back. Yeah, I would also call this a would, would not buy, buy would eat. eat. Just because uh, the only way to, or the way to pay for it is Peacock, which sucks. Which so. sucks ass so hard. 
It is one of the worst streaming services in a world where the streaming services seem to be getting fucking worse. Like every single one seems to be degrading in quality at a rapid pace. Folks, make a Plex server. That's where we're all going. It sucks out there. All right. Um, don't play the snack description yet. I'm going to go swap out my can. Yeah, I'm going to go get my bottle. Okay, I'm back. Awesome. Let's do it. Despite the mysterious and thrilling name, Mountain Dew Pitch Black is a dark purple carbonated beverage from PepsiCo. Initially launched in Halloween 2004, original descriptions described the flavor as dark grape before being changed to the more enigmatic citrus and dark fruits in 2016 and finally dark citrus punch in 2023. The label on the bottle features neon reds and purples against the tit chiller pitch black background in style evocative of your teenage friend's dirtbag brother's black lit basement. So spark up a fat tube and get ready to suck this sweet beb down your cotton mouthed throat. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so happy. That Pitch Black is back. <laughs> Me too. I would say part of the trifecta of sodas that for me were beloved in youth and then discontinued, and this is the last one to be reintroduced. Uh-huh. The Surge came back, and Pepsi Blue came back, yep. and finally, finally- We got Mountain Dew Pitch Black, folks! We got Mountain Dew Pitch Black, which the Mountain Dew Wiki claims was a permanent flavor until 2019. That is not true. You, I mean, you could maybe find it some places because, the you know- whatever but like you couldn't find it on on store shelves it was it was i very couldn't different. find it anywhere yeah 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 um i would often see a voltage and get my hopes up and then now nah, it's just a voltage not a pitch black but uh uh pitch black is i think my second favorite flavor of dew of all time not to spoil my fucking review but like i've had it a million times um not enough but um it is, it's I'm excellent. very excited because I don't yeah. really remember what it tastes like, only that I really liked it. And I, I, I haven't had one in this cycle yet. So this will, this is very exciting for me. I did, as I was watching the Royal Rumble last night, uh, when the Pitch Black ma- match happened with my girlfriend, we both popped open a Pitch Black just to celebrate the match. So oh, yeah. I have had it in this cycle, but I'm so excited to have even more of it. I just yeah. popped mine open. I got Let's the zero sugar 20 ounce rock. bottle here. I couldn't find zero sugar cans, unfortunately. But the the bottles, they usually do have both regular and zero sugar. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a drink. Yeah, I'm gonna take a whiff and then a drink. Cap is stuck. Good smell. Nice, nice rich uh-huh. bouquet. Grape uh-huh. citrus, it's all there. And uh-huh. uh, here here I go. Folks. Ooh. Folks, folks, that's 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 so good, so good. That's so fucking so good. fucking good. And I'll say this: I don't know why they're playing so coy with the dark citrus punch and all that yes. because it yeah. it very much does taste like Mountain Dew plus grape. Yes, 
And I love Mountain Dew and I love grape soda. And this is the perfect synthesis of the two. Holy shit. It's better than I remember. It is absolutely better than I remember. It does. It it pays off on like my litmus test for good dew because we have the bite of citrus, but we also have the tartness of grape. And that is it, it is extreme flavor. Um, now, it, it really is. We both love the flavor of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. And like, I think we both went into this knowing that we would love the flavor of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Yeah. I want to talk about can design because there's a there's a good news and bad news of, of, of the Mountain Dew Pitch Black uh, 2023 can design. The thing that is missing from Mountain Dew Pitch Black can design is... The thing that I think a lot of Mountain Dew's uh, can design has had recently, which is a funny little character. Yeah, there's technically a character on the bottle logo. I don't know if that's also on the can, but it's barely there. It's just it's kind of it's eyeballs in a hole. Yeah, there's like Spider-Man eyeballs on a yeah. pit, on a black hole. However, I think if we're talking pure graphic design, like how visually engaging is this design compared to almost any other Mountain Dew, like any other Mountain Dew that I can think of other than like, I don't I don't know if you've seen like uh, what Code Red cans look like these days. We'll talk about that at some point in the near future, but those look fucking awesome. This looks so sick. Yeah, it looks so sick as hell. So fucking cool. This like, you know, this this just inky black background with these like green planets and like these like, this like kind of a, uh, a, a purple like sort of like background highlight kind of thing like that's all what's uh, uh, uh like like we have this black hole that has like like i said like spider-man or venom eyes in it and that's like radiating out this purple as like all of these planets are being like i think like pushed out of it which is not what black holes do but whatever it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Um, and well, also, one of them maybe they're running away from the planet. Yeah, running, they're fucking. The planets are running away, and one of them is a beach ball for sure. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, which I like. It, it's like, hey, yeah. you're gonna have a good time with this. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, there's a. There's also a few like little um, little explosions on the thing, um, but there is also in one corner of it, like the surface of a planet. That has tentacles coming out of it. Uh, does it? I don't. I'm not. I'm looking at my bottle. I don't see tentacles. Okay, let me. I see one tentacle in the background. Okay, you see like like uh, it's like little green tentacles. Well, that's the other thing is I have zero sugar, which yeah. the background is more muted. So uh, I see a tentacle, and then next to it, what looks what could either be a spaceship or a tentacle. I am going to hold up the design to my camera. Do you see this? Okay, yeah. See, uh, one of the the right tentacle is cut off on the bottle. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, otherwise that is what I'm seeing. So you, but you do have. We've got a little spaceship in there, and then DTD. DTD. What is DTD? What does that fucking stand for? Because because the, it says so. It says DTD, and then there's a little trail that is going to a little hole in the ground where there's a couple other little Spider-Man eyes. Yeah, uh, on the bottle, only one set of Spider-Man eyes, but yeah. DTD. 
meaning is what I'm putting into being here. There you go. Thank a you. A document that defines, that defines the tagging structure of an SGML or XML document. I don't think that's it. No, that has to be it. That has to be it. Yep. <laughs> that's that's it. I'm putting in DTD Mountain Dew. I wonder if it's just like the- Do the um, do! Do the do. It's fucking do the do. It's, it's supposed do to be do. like an SOS, but it's do the do. That's exactly yeah, what it is. You're 100% right. Holy shit, I kind of love that. <laughs> I do too. And on the can, I've, I've got, I'm looking at a close-up image of the can right now. Yeah. And it's clear that they're rocks. It's not quite in yeah. as high detail on the bottle. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Uh, something else I noticed, um, I I happened to to look at the caffeine content of my, my wife's yeah. pitch black that I got for her, which was a full sugar. Right. And I've noticed that the zero sugar... It has about 20 milligrams more caffeine in it than the, than the full sugar. Interesting. <laughs> um, it's a great drink. I mean, what else can we drink. say? It tastes like Mountain Dew with grape in it. The flavors go together better than you could possibly imagine. If you're one of those grape, grape soda haters who say it tastes like medicine, you're wrong and should shut up. You can't see it right now, but Diet Coke can see it. I'm, de- I'm giving you the double birds if yeah, you're a grape soda hater. And I'm nodding sagely because I agree with the birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Diet Coke can now see that I am wearing my Kevin Owens shirt. I, yeah, <laughs> good shirt. Good shirt. <laughs> um, I mean, what are we talking about here? This is obvious. It's a what wood buy, wood, wood eat. eat. Wood buy, wood drink all the way over here. And I've, uh, I've, I've looked at the Mountain Dew product locator, and unfortunately it doesn't look like the, the they make a zero sugar for the 12 packs, which is a, a shame. Crying shame. But I'm definitely going to buy a few more of these bottles, uh, and I hope it sticks around. I, You know, I don't know. Surge stuck around, kind of. You can still get it at Burger King. Pepsi Blue obviously did not. According to Jim? WWE announced, uh, the announce team, I don't know if you heard, oh, but as they were announcing the match, they said that Mountain Dew Pitch Black is only available for a limited time. Uh, well, that sucks. <laughs> I know, I know. It's one of the worst things I've heard Michael Cole say in his career, and that's fucking saying something. <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> that guy fucking sucks yeah. but uh yeah so find it while you can um yeah get it while you can folks get it while you can pitch black would buy would drink great drink yeah great drink i think that we should reach into the black hole in our hearts and we should summon a snack keeper yeah let's do it Hey, Ski! Christ alive. Hello. I was just making sure I took care of that. You only heard the tail end. That's when the basement Good. door opened. Good. I know you don't like it when I am uh-huh. when I have to do things on the show. Yeah. Uh, hello. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Um, I'm hopped up on caffeine right now. Like, Hell really yeah. I love to hear up. that. Ooh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black, my favorite soda. It's really good. It's really it's good. It's so stuff. good, isn't it? Um... So uh it's, it's it's shames they they honored that uh shitty that shitty gimmick wrestler Bray Wyatt with the match but I like the soda. Hey date hey, ASK3. What's up? You should end the show before I squeeze the life out of your bones. Well, I'd like to see you try, but goodbye <laughs> ghosts and ghoulies. The house of snacks is closed. Yes again. We'll snack you later. You motherfucker, you goddammit, I'm fucking... Bray Wyatt is a living legend. <laughs>
For more from the House of Snacks, visit patreon.com slash house of snacks. That's patreon.com slash house of S-N-A-X. Thank you.